baby! <laughs> Eating a Godfather's pizza? Yeah, it's it's a very Midwestern pizza. What does that mean? A lot thick of crust? crust? Yeah, a lot yeah. of thick crust, yeah. Chicago kind of style? Major <laughs> luck. Welcome to Set Jitter Pop. My name is Tom Cohen. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. <laughs> or happy Labor Day. Yes. Big, lazy weekend for Labor Day. What's the purpose of Labor Day? To honor labor? I really don't remember. I feel like we should know what this, but like most American holidays, the original thought is long gone from... <laughs> right. All, all I know is that our favorite pizza places also happen to be closed today, so... Is it Godfather's Pizza? It is not Godfather's <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> so we're like, fine, we'll make our own lunch. <laughs> we'll make our own lunch. Yeah. Um, Labor Day, I was listening to a, a previous show. We mentioned Arbor Day, and you said the purpose was to plant a tree. And I guess that makes sense. And Flag Day is, I guess, to honor the flag, you know, wave a flag. I'm not sure. Yeah. But Labor Day, it seems like, shouldn't we be working to honor, like, work? I think it's not working. Something it's what? like that. I think it's actually not working to, to honor laborers. That, that's how. Yeah, no, well, right. That would make sense. One day off a year. That's it. Right. That's all you get. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. But uh, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. We'll set Jetter Saturdays with Robert Patterson, the uh, blogger and the author of the website set-jetter.com. Uh, check him out on Instagram at uh, set the set underscore jetter. Uh, no, I don't. Set I, underscore I Jetter. Yeah, I should know this, but I Set don't. underscore Jetter. <laughs> and us on Twitter at the underscore podcast on kingmanproductions.net. We have a great show tonight. It's a rough year in Do They Still Hold Up? And that is 2001, the year Set Jetter makes contact. <laughs> contact with... Mm. <laughs> what, what do you make? Uh, what's, your, what's your initial thoughts about 2001? Uh, well, obviously, the, the, the year is marked obviously historically for for 9-11 and that will forever be there but it was a tough year leading up to that movie wise and just kind of did not get any better it's just it's not that good of movie year we'll be honest no it wasn't and that was um you know obviously a sad horrible time but when you look back at films in that time you kind of remember oh that you know, like I was looking at something I watched. And I was like, oh, I watched Zoolander, like after 9-11. Maybe we needed laughs or something. But it was kind of a weird period for films because it didn't really, like, matter much, you know? No, no, no. Put, put, a, lot of, put a lot of things in perspective. and um, But, yeah, and I was like, oh. But then I think I think it was David Letterman at the time. I think he like a week or so later he went back on and realized that we needed to to have some laughs, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, him. Uh, I remember that he had Dan Rather on, I think, and um, he was absolutely right. You know, he spoke to the president or something, and he said, you know, we need we need laughs, which which we always do. Yeah. Um, you're not getting him here today because we're no. talking about 9/11 and scaring everybody and and making everybody <laughs> sad. But we do have a great show. I wanted to bring up Robert. You have a new rating system. This is, I feel like, important for the listeners to understand because Robert will say things in the show like, "I do not own this on Blu-ray," or uh it's a movie um so do you want to do you want to go through this new rating system for the listeners so yeah they know? I'm, I'm not sure i knew it is it's probably i just kind of kind of codified it saying hey when yet when i say this this is what this means so like a five-star movie likely i own it on 4k you know i've spent the extra money i've bought the movie six times 
<laughs> the latest version 4K, and then I'm sure in three years I'll buy an 8K or whatever happens to be around. But um, but yeah, you know, the, the five stars, I should say they're few and far between, but you know, there's it's not saying this is a perfect movie, but this is a good one. What's a, what's an example of a four star or a five star 4K movie? Um, there, I, I pray to, you know, Carrie. You know, I okay, think about yeah. my top tens and Halloween and and stuff like that. So thirteen I, I, ghosts, Grease. You know, and they might—they're certainly not perfect movies, but they hold a special plate place yes. in the heart of such yeah, yeah. Uh Four stars is usually a perfect Saturday afternoon movie. So um, I like I, it. You, you've you've heard me say that before, and I likely I own it on Blu-ray or 4K or at least Blu-ray or, or DVD at that point. So. Three stars, you've heard me say, hotel viewing only. <laughs> Three stars are your uh, Crocodile Dundee, maybe. Well, we'll talk about that. But yeah, okay. but yeah, whatever happens to be on in the hotel, I'm like, oh, I'll sit and watch this. Two stars is just a movie to fold laundry by. You can come and go. Nobody cares. It's not that big a deal. Um, one star is, it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. That's my nice way of saying I can't say anything nice about <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it was made. Yeah, there's a lot of people made some money from it, so good for them. So, yeah, good for and them. and zero stars. These are just DVD coasters, you know. Right. This is. Uh, hey, can you not put your drink on the table here? Use Hollow Man, <laughs> please. Yeah, I do like your rating system though, and it, and it yeah. makes sense. And we've hinted at things like this early on, and you've always had obviously this kind of system, but it's it's new to us, and it's interesting to hear you say. You know, we're talking Darby O'Gill and the little people. You're like, ah, it's a movie to go to bed by. You have many layers. Yeah, of, there's, yeah, like, there's, there's, there's half stars in between that we won't get into that today, of course. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I have, um, I don't have an uh, as an intricate of a rating system, but um, my, my uh, kind of gauge is, am I doing other things while this is on? Mm-hmm. You know, as an ADHD man, um, if it's really good, I'm going to just sit and watch it. Not so good. Yeah, I'll be like on the iPad or something, occasionally yeah. looking up because you know, uh, it's, it's a commitment. It's commitment. a discipline nowadays to actually just sit and watch a movie. So that's why I love uh, going to the theater more than ever. Is you're forced to watch it. There's no distractions. You know, yeah. uh, at Alamo theaters, there's yes. no distractions. So just made my return visit for the first time in a year and a half. So I was excited. And you saw who Candy can take Man. the sunrise. <laughs> you, you saw the Candyman. I did see Candyman. That did you pause, say his name? I saw the 2021 version, not the 92. Just like I, I saw Halloween or whatever movie they just <laughs> retitled the same name. <laughs> Candyman is a direct sequel to the 92 film, correct? I would say yes. Okay. I how was how, how? First of all, how was going back to the theater? It was nice. It was kind of weird, you know. Like I was first time. We were excited. We were taking pictures, you know. That's that's how excited that that we were. And sure. uh, uh, one of my friends actually is a ticket taker there. So and so she was excited to see us and just kind of back together again. And um, so a little bit different, of course, you know. Pre post, it's not really post COVID, but um, yeah, it was nice. And like you said, it's one thing just to stare. I mean, that's all you can do. And I did. They did play the Halloween Kills trailer, and I wouldn't watch a frame of it. So, oh, just, you, they I, did play it. Yeah, I was like, I don't need to. Be, I don't no. need to see the whole movie before I go see the whole movie. Yeah, I don't need to know all of the deaths in order as they happen before I see it. Yeah, but um, I mostly liked it. 
Um, um, other, I, there's there's a lot of haters for it, and I I can kind of see that. And there's some some points of not not good line readings, but um, for the most part, I liked it. Did you get to did like this was a later in the afternoon showing kind of thing? Yeah, we, <laughs> we got the retiree showing. It was five twenty, <laughs> <Did, laughs> and we ate dinner at the theater. <laughs> early, I was going to ask you, did you eat there? Yeah, yeah, I had the uh, vegan burger and fries. Yeah. Oh, you had a real meal. I yeah, real meal. Yeah, so. Did you eat that in while watching the movie? Yes. Do you? How are you with that? Do you, are you sloppy or are you pretty clean with not getting um, stuff all I over try, you? I try to be clean because you know you have it on. You have your trays and you're eating and so forth and so. Um, but yeah, and I love French fries. And I now that I think about it, I should just ate candy the whole time. But mm. you, no, when you're there, you got to splurge. Yeah. Was it a vegan burger? It was. How was it? Um, it was okay. This it was new on the menu, so that's why I thought I wanted to try it. Oh yeah. I'm glad you got to go back. How was yeah. Candyman overall? Like your general feelings? Uh, overall, um, I'll, I'll give it a perfect Saturday afternoon movie. Oh, that's Literally. that's that's complimentary. Yeah. So, but like I said, there's a couple of line readings. I'm like, whew, I don't know if I could, I could forgive this. But uh. <laughs> was it? Oh, really? There were some cringe moments. Yeah, I was like, oh, why? Why'd they leave this in? Yeah, but was Tony Todd in in that at all? He may make an appearance. Okay. I don't want to spoil it. You don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Okay. So. Who, which character do you like better, Tony Todd and Candyman, or Tony Todd and The Rock with Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I would say Candyman. So. I was actually I was excited to see Vanessa Williams come back because uh, she was in the first one. Yeah. Um, and she, she did. I'm pretty sure she does the same thing that in the first one where she's like, you know, he starts to say, uh, Candyman. She's like, shh. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> I think I was doing that for uh-huh. two hours after like. Shh. And that's gonna be my new thing for the next two weeks. So yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, how is? Let's take a look for the listeners. Let's see how Candyman is doing uh, commercially in the theaters and the ratings. Because the last time I checked, it was pretty good. Yeah, eighty-five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, there's been a cool. Um, I don't know about other parts of the country, but in Los Angeles, they've been doing a pretty cool viral campaign promoting the film, where they'll put Candyman. You know, posters and artwork on like all kinds of stuff that just say "say his name." Yeah. You know, bus stops and benches and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, well, I like to see that it holds strong on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. I liked it. So, uh, Jungle Cruise came out, and the night it did, uh, <laughs> The Rock, or um, I guess he goes by. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne. I'm not sure what his yes. official title is, but tweeted like, "Oh my gosh, 96%. This is the greatest one, you know, highest rated film I've ever been in." And I'm like, "Just, just wait oh, uh, yeah. till tomorrow." And sure as hell, it was like 64% two days later. They have, I know, there's some type of racket going into a movie. Of course, everything is always at 97%, and then and right. then people actually see it and like, oh, and they're like, eh, 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 eh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh. Candyman was good, so uh, are you going to go back to the theater for another uh, one anytime yeah, soon? Yeah, I don't know. They're doing some movie parties, or so, like so they'll sh- they're like they're showing they're going to have a go see the craft at brunch, you know, have brunch or the Lost Boys and stuff like that. So um, oh, in between cool. the uh, the real movies <laughs> coming out, right? <laughs> we'll go see that. So and Halloween Kills, I guess, in a few weeks. Yes. Yeah. Are you excited for that? I think so. <laughs> well, you're you're gonna yeah. see it regardless. I'm gonna see it. Yeah, I'll see it a couple times regardless. 
I'm excited for it. I was going to watch uh, either H2O or Resurrection. We're both streaming on HBO Max <laughs> last night. I was like, I didn't watch either. I like, I like uh, H2O, but I, I was I was looking for like an earlier one. So I was like, yeah, I'm not just going to settle. But um, what's that? I think next year, or I'm saying 2002, our next podcast will be Halloween Resurrection. So we can indeed we can get into that. <laughs> We uh, I saw that theatrically, and I remember when we left, neither my friend Chris or I wanted to say that that movie sucked in fear of that the other person liked it. So we were driving home, and we're like, yeah, it, it had some scenes, you know? It, it looked, it's it a good. movie. It's a movie. It sucked. Yeah. I hated it. It sucked. Yeah. It wasn't good. Well, um, But, uh, yeah, that should be exciting. And we have a treat tonight. Before we get into uh, highest grossing films of 2001, do they still hold up? Uh, I wanted to ask you, did you see... I completely lost my train of thought. Cutting edge radio, everybody. So uh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> it was something about Halloween, but we can well we can come back to that. We'll loop that in later. We'll loop that in later. So let's get into the highest grossing films of 2001, and these are these are according, uh, of course, to Box Office Mojo. Do they still hold up, Robert? What do we got on deck? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Hogwarts. And didn't have a, a different name in England. I think the film. Ooh. Good point. For some reason, so I um, always remembered it as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah, for some reason, I thought it might have had a different title in England for some reason or another. But um, the Philosopher's yeah. Stone. Philosopher's Stone. Yep. So um, I I had friends that read the Harry Potter books, and they just, just I mean, you know, it was a craze back then. That I think people kind of forgot about already. But um, so I saw the the movie. It's a <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. I've been on the ride. Does that count? <laughs> I think it does. I think the ride's better than the film. Yeah, I actually I've been thinking I'm on the ride twice. Uh, which uh, the I can't remember what it's called, but the one that kind of goes almost a quite not quite upside down, but um, it was a pretty decent ride. But movie wise, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's not okay made for me. Yeah, me too. I saw this theatrically, and at the time, it wasn't made made for me either. Um, but uh, at the time, I thought it was okay. But um, it's all right. It's just it's just okay. It's on Robert's rating system. It's a movie to fold laundry by. I don't even know. No, I. It's a movie. It's above perfect. Okay, it's a movie. It's well, definitely above. It could, it could be a zero. movie you fold laundry by, or even watch in a hotel. It's up to you. It's a it's a movie that's best turned off and put it on <laughs> something else. Uh, um, all right, doesn't hold num- up for us. What do we have at two? Number two is Shrek, which. Uh, I surprisingly liked at the time because obviously it was it's one of those that had some adult based humor, uh, not just for kids and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of why it worked. Yeah, there's the castle, um, yeah, penis envy stuff. And there's some decently. Is it John Lithgow plays the uh, prince? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. We, we should know these things. I know. Um, I know. But yeah. <laughs> but um, I'll definitely watch this while I'm in a hotel. You know, for a couple of laughs. I can't tell any of them apart, though. <laughs> no, no, me neither. They all run together. Yeah. I know the soundtracks didn't age well, except for the Alleluia song by Rufus Wainwright, because that yeah. is a, you know, that's a beautiful song. They did a lot of, like, Smash Mouth songs, I remember. It, it feels very early 2000s. Yes. Which, which I think we're going to get to in this list. There's a theme that a lot of these feel very early 2000s. You know, you can't it don't escape age well. It. Yep. Um, this holds up for myself as well. Does this uh, hold up for you? 
It does. Yeah, I'll watch it. Number three, I don't think I've even seen, believe it or not. Nor I. I don't think I ever will see Monsters, Inc. Um, not made for me. Um, I remember seeing some of the animation looks great, but uh, computer-generated animation. But uh, So does it hold up for you for not seeing it? Sure does. <laughs> I recommend everybody buying the 4K edition tonight. I'm sure it looks wonderful. Uh, <laughs> next one, I don't think. I, yeah, next one, I don't think I've seen either. <laughs> Nor I. I'm telling, I told you, 2001 would be Rush. It would is. Be bad. Yeah, Rush Hour Two, which I think I did see the first one, uh, just by chance, and then obviously they had no need to. They were obviously trying to go down the Lethal Weapon road, and I think they stopped about here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's buddy comedy, action cop things are very hard to keep held up uh, over the years. They just don't age well. It's a tired, tired genre. Speaking so. of tired genre, <laughs> another unnecessary sequel, The Mummy Returns, mm. which is, this one is, because this also has Dwayne Johnson. Right, this got him kind of his start. Yeah, and this one is best known for horrible CGI of him mm. when he turns into the... Uh, the Scorpion King. This, yeah, and so that's what... If This probably has more YouTube hits than any other movie, just for the <laughs> bad so CGI. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't good at the time, either. Mm-mm. No. no. And it kind of... Yeah. No to that. Mommy Returns. Yeah, big no for us. Next we have... I'm so cold... You're going to be a father. No, you are. Uh, oh, okay, I, I'll do it then. I'll do your job. I'll, I'll go home and, and get with my ex-girlfriend <laughs> that you stole, but I'm going to raise her kid. Pearl Harbor. Michael uh, Bay's finest film. The strangest threesome in movie history. Uh. <laughs> it was supposed to be uh, Matt Damon, I think. Oh, really? Fred, in which one? Like, he, he was supposed to play Josh Hartnett's character. Okay. And Gwyneth Paltrow was supposed to play Kate Beckinsale, but I guess <laughs> they were doing stuff. Oh, I'm just trying to imagine that movie with them. I don't. It would still be the same movie. Um, of course. Yeah. So it was. Uh, so obviously, at the time, it was high patriotism time. So I think we all kind of want to to go see it. So the movie is an act too long. <laughs> that. Yeah. The first two acts, that, that's kind of hit the crescendo, and then the movie went on another hour, it felt like. And it's like, uh, you know, we don't we don't care about the people this much. Titanic knew, knew when to end it, you know, like we had like kind of coda of, you know, uh, seven minutes, you know, like, and she's, everything's, you know. Right, yeah, yeah, they knew how to exit it respectfully. Yeah. Uh, and Pearl Harbor, too, aside from them getting the planes off the ground, was, was a fairly accurate movie in terms of like the sequence of events with mm-hmm. the do little raid happening after but um and, and the effects i think were good at the time but i if, if if somebody didn't see this movie i wouldn't recommend it to them expecting them to like enjoy it because it's it's just so there's just so many layers of cheese in there and the <laughs> acting is just so cringe they were with, with, with the love story yeah and i think that's what obviously they were trying to layer what titanic was doing uh, in putting romance into a romantic um, storyline into real world history, and it just did not work this time. No, no, they did have a good cast though. Um, I mean, they had like Dan Aykroyd in a supporting role, and 
Do you remember him? Oh no, I was actually I remember because he it sticks out whenever they have like these one cameos. You know, like I'm just like, oh, like oh, there's Dan. You know, like it's like such a weird role for him, but yeah, yeah he's every- he's there as like the Navy interpreter or something like that. Yeah, um, but yeah. So and was yeah actually shot. I mean, I was down in San Pedro last weekend, and so I know they shot a couple scenes around there as well. Yeah, yeah, I think they shot the scene when they go to like the the nightclub or something, right? Yeah, the Warner Grand Theater they shot at, and then kind of by the Friendship Bell, they kind of shot some, uh, supposed to be Japan, where they had the little ships in the water and stuff like that. They're planning? Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> little ship. Well, I was like, is this the way it happened? It looks great on film, you know, but I'm yeah. like, is that, is that the way it happened? I don't know. Yeah, they had little, <laughs> that's a lot of time spent in those it little ships. It is a lot of time. So. Maybe they should have been saving their oil reserves and building shit, little tiny miniatures. Yeah. It's kind of like when Doc Brown's like, I didn't build it, it completely to scale, and he has like the entire downtown, you know, Hill Valley. <laughs> so, yes. Immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so. funny, too, because in a lot of those World War II movies, like Midway did that, they show the Japanese looking at these little ships. So that must have been a thing where they built these miniatures, I, yeah. which is strange. I guess it it works visually. So It works visually. Uh, so, okay, so Pearl Harbor does not hold up. No. No, yeah. The movie, not the event. Right, no. <laughs> the event, just it just doesn't hold up anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was so long ago, there was black and white photos, it doesn't really hold up. Mm. Uh, what's next? Jurassic Park 3. Mm, the best Oof. one. <laughs> they saved the best for last. <laughs> The Freddy's Dead of, you know, I don't think Jurassic Park Three is the weakest movie in the whole franchise, though. No, it's not uh, even the second weakest. No, no, but it's the out of all of them, though, it's kind of like the lightest. You know, <laughs> like yeah, this is the the Diet Coke version of Jurassic Park. Totally. Um, and there's there's some decent parts in it, and there's some parts you just kind of shake your head a little bit. You're like, what are you doing? And I, I read an article. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and, and this is one that actually ends too early because uh, I think they either ran out of script or ran out of money. I'm like, well, and we're saved. And I'm like, all right, Laura Dern, <laughs> save the day. She brought in the Marines. Okay, yeah. Lord of the Lord of the Flies. Pretty quickly. Um, I read an article. Uh, Alan Grant, um, uh, Sam Neill was talking about how he thinks this is a pretty good movie, except for the end, you know, where they rush it. And um, it has its moments. I do think that there's cool scenes in here. Where um, you know they visit like the abandoned labs and stuff, and there's like some cool some cool uh, sets in this movie, but um, and they, and of course they bring in the pterodactyls, I think the pterodactyls, the flying dinosaurs, yeah. which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, overall, there's a lot of things they they should have did differently. It did feel a little rushed in the production. It kind of felt like a Scream Three, where you have a couple of the old cast and then all new people <laughs> along for the ride. Uh, right, let's just bring, okay. yeah. And and William H Macy's character, I own Kirby Enterprises. I can write all kinds of numbers on this check. It's like, or, or so so I could say like a hundred billion dollars, and you can write yeah. that on there. Uh, uh, and I, I there there's those things I chuckle like I know when Taylor Leone to get off the plane, she starts shouting her son's name <laughs> and stuff. But then right away you can tell like the opening scenes, the effects are not that you know. It's like obviously blue screen, green screen, with them parachuting. It was just like, eh, already, oh, yes. right off the bat, the effects are not what they should be. No, no. Um, I do like this better than Lost World. Just Sarah! Sarah! 
But don't you think three? Um, it, it just. I mean, you know the whole the whole thing that that he gets tricked to go to the island and he kind of forgets it. Like, you know, you lied to me, so not only am I not getting paid for my normal job, <laughs> but I'm not getting paid for this, and I'm going to die. Yeah. I feel like they kind of like brush that off, you know. Yeah. Well, at some point, yeah, and then like, oh, we just found this about raptors that they have a whistle in their nose, you know, like, all right, <laughs> like, <laughs> run, <laughs> run. Okay, Jurassic Park three. Um, it needs it needs some work on yeah. aging better. I would fold laundry to it. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good folding laundry movie. Yeah. What do we have for number eight? Number uh, eight is Planet of the Apes. Tim Burton's <laughs> adaptation of the original. This is the I think seventh Planet of the Apes movie in the whole franchise, but it's a it's a remake of the nineteen sixty eight one. Yeah, on paper, there was good things. I'm like, okay, Mark Wahlberg, he was still coming off of his Boogie Nights, you know, and um, it's and I think we're, uh, audiences were hoping that we'd have Mark Wahlberg in a loincloth like we had in the original, but that didn't happen. I think he was in a spacesuit the whole the whole time. Yeah. Um, uh, expecting better ape makeup, and we had a little bit of that, but otherwise it kind of felt like this is a movie of many missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I saw this theatrically, too. I enjoyed it at the time, but uh, I rewatched it not too long ago. I, I, It still holds up for me for the most Does part. It? But Yeah, I still enjoy it, but you're absolutely right about the makeup. And um, I feel like there's a lot of references from the original that get lost over people's heads, unless you've seen it. And I don't think that always always works. Yeah. By the way, have you seen the original Planet of the Apes? Yes, that, I think that was one of my first Blu-rays, or it's a Blu-ray that I was given to me, I think, at the Ellen show or something like that. That was, that was in the gift basket as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, my first Blu-ray, because I don't think I owned a Blu-ray player at that point. So. Oh, that's so, cool. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, so first one, it's still, first one actually still holds up. It's still a st- uh, 70s, a little bit of a slower burn than you'd think. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I like it much better than this. And the ending to the remake mm-hmm. was head-scratching, because you're like, wait, what? How is that possible? You know, like... Yeah, why is General Fade, like, on Lincoln? What, you yeah. didn't really explain that, because he, yeah. he did leave the planet on a spaceship. So, yeah. So, and It's a little confusing. Yeah, but I do like the subsequent follow-ups, a couple of them, better. The, from the original, or, or the ones from after this, this? From this one, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, same yeah. here. Um, the ones after the original, they, they all blend together, and they they were getting pretty weak at the end. Like there's like five of them. It's like return of the apes, conquest yeah. of the apes, escape from planet of the apes. And a lot of them were like, Hey, let's just drive around Beverly Hills in this ape costume and take some shots. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Um, it's a good point. Number nine is, and I've given serious thought to eating your wife. Uh, this is the only film I think I like on this list that I mean, I truly like, like like and and we are talking about Hannibal, the follow up to Silence of the Lambs. Um, at the time, it was it was heavily criticized that it wasn't like Silence of the Lambs. Um, little did we know that decades later we'd have Clarice, the series, to deal with, and we Clarice. <laughs> you had to deal with that abomination. Yeah, of course, Jodie Foster didn't come back. So, oh, I don't have my my IDs with EP. As <laughs> as you know, I have an FBI badge with Jodie yeah. Foster as Clarice and an FBI badge with. Um, uh, Julianne Moore Esclarese. So, just where, where are these gems? Are they are they, they usually up? keep in my no, they're in my wallet, which is not near me. But yeah, that's cool. And then I, you swear too. I mean, 
I'll slightly you, change my Clarice voice depending on which Clarice I'm being. You swear to. <laughs> That's not polite. Don't chew with your. What is it, the line when he has Ray Liotta's head exposed? Yes. Um, few movies though from this time are as beautifully shot and scored as Hannibal. Though it's it's a beautifully shot movie cinematography wise. It's it's breathtaking. Yeah, no, I I think that's why I like it. This is I think Ridley Scott did something. I think he did better with other people's material, and so I, did you read the book though? Mm, no, the, I don't think the so. Book, the book is kind of a chore to get through. It's a little bit kind of like when you read The Lost World. You're like, oh, this feels like a <laughs> author cash grab and so they yeah. took the best pieces that they could i i think uh from the book and then the book ended in kind of a strange way and so i think what they did here was kind of good uh even though yeah you start thinking it's like well how tight is that refrigerator she can't get her hair out uh <laughs> <laughs> I, it is it I, I it still holds up for me it is a i think i saw this twice in the theater i really enjoyed it um i, I do quote the one line though uh shamelessly if we're talking about somebody that's uh, not as pleasing on the eyes, I'll go, attractive, isn't he? You've seen him face-to-face, so to speak. <laughs> oh, you saw, uh, you saw Richard. Attractive, isn't he? Uh, my, my line, about, I, Virgil? Yes. My line I always quote is like, seemed like a good idea at the time. Like, <laughs> anytime I'm doing something I should have ever, I'm like, well, seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> Throw him in. You could always blame it on me. Um, Hannibal still holds up. It's a good movie. It does. Yeah. I th- it was one of my kind of 1 a.m. movies to screening. Since I remember when we mm. got the movie ended like about 3.30 in the morning or something. I remember it was like a blizzard when we, I know it took like so long to get home. But I remember oh. that movie kind of haunting me. You know, especially kind of the, the You wake scene. up and you hear, Cordell. Yeah. Cordell. <laughs> oh, good movie. Good movie. And finally, number 10 is Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. I'm guessing this is the first Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, I mean, in that yes. trilogy. Correct, yeah. This, Never this, seen this, it. this is the first eight hours of the... <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson's uh, epic. Uh, yeah, um, I saw it. Um, no, again, not movie made for me, and obviously it did well enough that... Um, it made the top ten. Swift is being kind of be a long movie, but um, not a fan. So no, um, I'm, I'm, I've never seen it. I've, they're not made for me, and at the time, um, it was like twenty, and I wasn't really down with the like fantasy, you know, Hobbit thing. It just, I, I just never appealed to me. Um, was it not? Does it not hold up in terms of special effects? Do you, do you think? Is it is it dated? Um, it's, it's dated in that way and it's kind of over CGI, which, you know, like here's the, you, you can suspend your, uh, your, um, your thoughts, you know, like you've seen, but you've seen thousands of, of creatures or whatever, you know, that none of it, that's real. So <laughs> there's right. nothing left. There's no imagination to suspend anymore. Cause you just realize that you're watching a screen where nothing is real. And then maybe you might have a couple of actors that happen to be real. Um, but otherwise, yeah. That's a good point, too. When you watch those and you watch some of the Star Wars prequels and movies around that time and you're just kind of like, eh, it's just too much, you know? Yeah. It's too much CGI, like, right in front of you. Yeah. So they, this was still a time they used miniatures, though, at least. Uh, but they combined mm. miniatures and, and CGI. But, yeah, you feel like... <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if any of the actors ever stepped foot on location. 
They probably did, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I was in a band after this movie called Samwise, I guess, that the, from the character. Yeah. And I was the only guy that didn't see it, but I would still tell people, like, oh, yeah, it's a great name. I love Lord of the Rings. Never saw it. I was too busy watching Ocean's Eleven and Pearl Harbor for the fifth time. <laughs> We're trying to love Pearl Harbor. Give us a break. Give us a break. <laughs> We're trying. Uh, so that was the top ten. Huh. Top ten. Interesting, uh, interesting list. It's a bad list. It's not a it good sucks. one. <laughs> it's their movies. It's not good. Out of those ten, which one do you think, next to Hannibal, first glance, besides Hannibal, holds up the, the best, if you had to pick? Um, I'd probably watch Jurassic Park 3 out of all of them. Yeah. Or besides Hannibal, yeah. I'm with you. I would watch Hannibal again many times, and I do enjoy it. Yes. Um, we're going to dive into honorable mentions. These are films that came out the same year, which we feel serve a mention that's honorable. And the first one, we have a treat. This is one that Robert, Robert has covered. Which one is this kind, sir? <laughs> it's American Pie 2. <laughs> you don't ask me any of the plot, because I, I mean, I vaguely remember they have to go spend the summer somewhere else. Um, in, yeah, the beach house. Yeah, um, but um, so I vaguely remember... When I went to locations, like that's about all I remember. And they actually go to band camp, which I remember that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw this theatrically. I, I really enjoyed it at the time. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it maybe in at least 10 years, though. I'm going to yield to you. Yeah, I saw I remember I watched the opening scene again. I must, I must have been hotel watching because I remember the mom. It's always something, you know, it's like, oh, and it's always poor Jason Biggs keeps going through the same. Yeah, that poor guy needs to get it together like, and be a little yeah. bit more discreet. Um, and at this point, the, the thing is, like, this is still, the movie still how you know Eugene Levy is kind of the heart of the movie, so he's the dad you would want if if any of these things happen to you. Oh, yeah. So the movie does at least still have some semblance of of that. It has it has still you know Stifler and some funny parts, but yeah, yeah, no, it does. Uh, tell us about the shot. This is you and uh, uh, what scene is yeah. this? Um, this is where he's going to college, and and this place has been used multiple times. It used, to, I think, it was. It usually shows up in horror movies as the asylum or something like that, and they kind of, uh, kind of go up into there. I can't remember if it was Annabelle or so. I know Lynch Lynch Shay's character. I remember is an asylum oh, movie. Yeah, those. can't remember. So, um, but I know they shot down at yeah UCLA. So that's also the uh, the uh, exterior for the Scream theater or from Scream 2, I should say. Wasn't right. the shot um, some, on UCLA, Nightmare on Elm Street, one of them? Um, not that not that building. Um, connected to that building is the uh, coffee house from Scream 2, though. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's all interrelated. <laughs> <laughs> They're all connected. They're all, they actually are connected, physically connected. So they went back down to the houses, mostly in Long Beach. So... Um, and then uh, I think one's in, yeah, Kevin's house is in Pasadena for some reason. On uh, on the map, quite a geographical uh, distance. Yeah, I think they probably run to that house and then that doesn't take place. Um, what do we got next? Spain uh, is once again played by Pasadena. Last time we saw this, I think, uh, I think it was Spain. Yeah. Was it playing Mexico or something in the net, I think? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was definitely the the city hall in Pasadena. Yeah, the city hall. So which I, is a beautiful building. I yeah, mean, it does so work. I guess it works. Yeah. So, 
Um, what do we have? Seal Beach uh, was the the pier, kind of the town they kind of went down to where they were working. Are there? Yeah, I can't remember where they're supposed to be kind of working some kind of beach town or something like that. So I actually went down to Seal Beach. Did you really? For this location, yeah. Just for this? Did you go inside Just, O'Malley's? I did not. So I see, you can barely see, tell I barely got out of my car for this location. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm just driving by. It's like, uh, but, you know, I'll go see the pier. You know, I, I want to walk on the pier and see. And I think that pier caught on fire. I don't know if it still exists. Or oh, really? Some, I, mean, I think the restaurant at the end of the pier caught on fire. So. Yikes. What, what's funny about this shot is Seal Beach and any California town is you don't see people walking around in bikinis. But, <laughs> but that's what, like, the other part of the USA for a long time thinks California is is like, hey, we're just walking around to the beach doing <laughs> beach stuff. We're going surfing and then we're going to go do beach stuff everywhere. Like you would never see a woman in a bikini walking around any part of Los Angeles unless she was on meth, which you then you would see. Then it would be like, hey, there's Taryn Manning in a bikini. Um, <laughs> there's Taryn Manning. And I, it's not even supposed to be LA. I don't think. I still think this is supposed to be Michigan or somewhere. So. Right, uh, even worse. But, yeah, their painting job for their houses uh, back down to Long Beach. It actually looks like it needs to be painted. <laughs> yeah, it needs an upgrade here. Yeah. It needs a facelift. Yeah, and I think this is kind of right across the street from Ferris Bueller's house, I, I remember. Oh, cool. Or, or right around there, yeah. And then Band Camp is up in Altadena. So, I, um, so I remember some funny scenes, you know, when Jim decides to visit band camp and yeah no it, it has some moments it's a, it's a, it's a funny yeah. flick so um the beach house is supposed to be uh at paradise cove i mean that's where the facade was built so and that's been used in many movies i think that there's a restaurant right where it, the house was facade was built i don't think the restaurant was there at the time if i remember no there is i ate there recently yeah, yeah. it's uh it's kind of outside but covered so you're like in the sand mm-hmm. still which is yeah. a terrible way to eat I don't, you don't really want sand blowing around your sandwich but yeah people like it so i, I recommend paradise cove just yeah it's spend fun 50 dollars in parking and be fine <laughs> <laughs> this pier is cool too yeah um, some good and shots sometimes there. it's open sometimes it's not so it's kind of, it's a kind of a rickety pier but it is rickety yeah it needs to be cleaned uh here's you with um the Tin Man, Thomas Ian, uh, was it Thomas Ian Nicholson? Yes, Nick, or Nicholson. Nichols. So we'll talk about him next week in Halloween Resurrection. Yes, his finest film. Yeah. <laughs> Tara Reid. Tara Reid. Uh, what do we have next on honorable mentions, sir? Uh, let me go back to the list. Where am I at? So number two. Oh, The Fast and the Furious. Now this the, is The Fast and the Furious? The Fast and the Furious. So this is the first one. Okay. I believe. Yes, it is. Um, it's the. The. <laughs> but even though it, it is a remake, technically, isn't it? Is it? From from one from the 70s or something, right? Yes, I'm, maybe. I may be getting that wrong. But either way, yeah. Here is the launch of the, <laughs> the franchise that won't die. It won't die. Uh, this is the only Fast and Furious film I've seen. Um, it wasn't made for me. <laughs> I, I think I saw it too. Uh, you know, like uh, at somebody's house or something. I didn't like yeah. seek this out. It's um, I'm not a good candidate to say if this holds up. It might be excellent if you like street racing, but uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of these, so it does not hold up for me. Me either. It was kind of uh, it was one of those that kind of set the stage for overly edited, overly visualized 
Um, and I don't think they realized what they had going for them because the next one was at Tokyo Drift kind of went off doing a little bit thing different and they realized like oh people want people want more of the same over and over <laughs> let's bring and everybody over, yeah. back for five more sequels yeah and then it got to the ridiculous point that i've i'll see clips and i'm like i can't believe people flock to these movies but no no the clips are the the funniest things you see clips of people literally there's one of the most recent of them fighting on top of like a tractor trailer and the guy gets hit by a, a sign <laughs> Which would decapitate you, and he just like falls down and gets up. It's like no, if you're doing if you're doing a hundred miles an hour and you hit a street sign, you know, like yeah, US 101, <laughs> like your head is coming off. Hereditary. But they just get up like, oh man, let me just shake my <laughs> That's head. That's gonna hurt tomorrow. Like, All right. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yes, that's Michelle Rodriguez saying that. Right. Uh. Need another house payment. <laughs> Uh, so no to the Fast and the Furious. Furious. No. And I'll just say, for all the future sequels as well, I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, just don't watch them at all. Instead, watch number three, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> this is a remake of the Rat Pack original from the 60s. Um, George Clooney. Um, it's got a whole all-star cast. Brad Pitt, L.A. Gold. Um, this still holds up for me. It's still a fun movie. I think it's... Uh, it's sexy looking. They did like some clear casino, cool, like suave shots. However, it did spawn a bunch of ridiculous sequels that um, know, they, they didn't need to do. No, but uh, so it Steven. Did Steven Soderbergh do this one? I yes. Guess. Yeah. So um, so I liked his style that he brought to it. And he still, he brought some 60s visuals and music, I think, to it. I think that's kind of helped kind of bridge it along so i still like this i actually still like a couple of the sequels um definitely i may not necessarily own these but i definitely do watch them if they're have they're on yep. yeah um the second one is is the one where they go to europe which had some cool shots in there too gotcha. with the frenchman that's like doing like acrobats into the lasers yes what's the one where julia roberts also plays herself that's that the second the third one. one is that the second one okay yeah I yeah, she like meets Bruce Willis. Those, yeah, for some reason, those scenes cracked me up. But, they are funny. Yeah. yeah, those are funny. Anyway, but yeah, I'll, I'll watch this for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number four, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. This, was this like Angelina Jolie's first mainstream movie where she was the lead? Um, I should. I, I know she's she was, been in other stuff. Yeah, obviously she was paid quite a bit for this one. Um, and then obviously she, there was the second one, Cradle of Life, or whatever it happens to be called. So uh, I remember I saw this as well. Um, it's <laughs> it's a step above the video game, maybe um, in visualization. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Angelina still is walking like this. Uh, <laughs> it's better than Doom, the film, or yeah. you know, but it's. Yeah, it's it's a total video game movie. The only the only thing good about this is that they used "Elevation" by U2 as one of the songs in the soundtrack, which yeah, is kind of so, cool. Uh, so, but it doesn't hold up for me. Yeah, not either. And I didn't even see the the next remake that I think came out a couple of years ago. But no, but no, not gonna not gonna do it. Um, number five, Robert. What do we have here? Legally Blonde. Would Legally Blonde be made today? This kind of movie, or would people be say this is degrading towards women or something? I, this is still a beloved movie by a lot of people. Of course, it's, a, it's a huge movie, yeah. And I think I've seen it in pieces. I've seen it at least 
once, even though it might have been in pieces. Um, so I, and I think I saw the musical too. Oh, cool. Yeah, which actually I enjoyed kind of the musical. I, it was kind of, I think it was kind of dragged there, not yeah. grudgingly. I'm like, eh, I'll go see it, but it was kind of fun. But so. once you're there, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, there was like, oh, I kind of like these songs. Um, but uh, yeah, would it be made today? I don't know. It would be a different type of movie. I uh, think so. Yeah. I, I've seen this movie more than I should have, I think. Um, I, I still enjoy it. I think Reese Witherspoon is adorable. I, I like her. Um, a lot. I think she's. I think she's a great actress. But uh, this movie still has a lot of funny lines in it. Um, it's it's a good movie. It's one of those like watch some clips on YouTube. You'll get the whole thing and it'll be enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge you can never go wrong with her. No, no. Yeah, she's great. Um, she is hilarious, uh, especially in Night at the Roxbury. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Alana Alana Ubach is in this as well, so I like I like her a lot too. But so yeah, so when you say that, yeah, it's movies to fold onto your by. You can watch a couple scenes and then you're like, yeah, I, I've seen the movie. Yeah. I, saw, I saw 15 minutes of it. That's good enough. Yeah, I saw it. I saw 15 yeah. minutes. Um, so uh, Legally Blonde kind of holds up for us. Yeah, I'll give it a. I'll watch. I'll watch it in a hotel maybe. Oh, okay. So, okay. all right. Recommended, folks. Yep. Um, oh, number six, AI, artificial intelligence. This is Pinocchio, Stanley Kubrick's. Didn't he was going to direct this, and Spielberg took over or something? Yeah, he. I think this was on Kubrick's kind of next list or something. He had been in development for a while, and I think after he passed away, Spielberg kind of picked it up. And I should say you know. Spielberg guised it, but this this was around the time where Spielberg had I don't know which cinematographer he was using, but everything was kind of War of the Worlds. Yeah, everything looks just not right. Everybody looks pretty plasticky. Um, and and, and they, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say they hate us. They made us too quick, too strong, and too many. All that will be because when the end comes, all that will be left is us. Sounds like you've seen this movie quite a bit. <laughs> I've seen this movie quite a bit. I think yeah, I saw I did, it twice theatrically. It does not hold up, but it does not. I tried to rewatch it um, a few weeks ago, and I think I got to the first ending. I can't remember because you know it's one of those. That I'm like, is this the end? No, it keeps going on. And like, is this? No, we have another. Yes. Quota. And I was just like, um, and I think the, the, it sucks you in a little bit because the beginning it, it has some decent like you know replacing a kid and you know what does this mean and how does it affect and then it kind of goes second act kind of goes into this totally other and, world territory and it's almost it's jarring it's like not obviously i'm like well this isn't made for kid you know it's disturbing no um, and, 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 yeah i'm sorry yeah they, they had a weird um this was not this was not during the infancy of the internet but it was still like early on with like the way what websites could do and things like that um 2001 uh, and they had the website for this. I remember um, when my AOL going to it, and they had like a bot you could talk to, and it, it was David, and you'd be like, hey, David, what are you doing today? And it's like, hi, Matthew, what are you doing today? And it was very like pre-programmed, but it was yeah. really interesting. Um, and I really, really liked this movie at the time because I thought the, uh, you know, the whole backdrop of, of climate change and the, they're using artificial intelligence to adapt and like the repercussions of that was kind of cool, but there's just so many layers and what you said to your point about it ending spoiler alert if you haven't seen it um the, you know there's a part where he's in coney island which is underwater and he's wishing the blue fairy to make him a boy and it kind of fades out and i think it should have just ended there but instead they do this whole their act with like two thousand years in the future and robots or everything snow and it was like what are you doing man you're just like adding stuff on 
It reminds me of when I walked out of one of the, I think the second <laughs> ending for Spider-Man 3. Because I think, I told my friends, I'm like, because it kept having Indians and I'm like, I said, I literally said, I, I'm done with this movie. I'm like, I left. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not sitting through another ending. But, <laughs> and for you to walk out of a movie is like, it, that it must is, suck. It, I, you feel, and that it does is, suck. It was Spider-Man 3, yes. <laughs> that was the end of that whole like regime there too. After that, everybody said like, this is too much. Yeah. Like reboot this shit. Like <laughs> take it away from Sam Raimi. This is awful. Uh, but yeah, AI. I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> And it's almost done, but you still walked out, which I love. I, did, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I've only walked out of a few movies, um, but they are movies you'll never forget, like uh, Wild West, Wild Wild West. <laughs> uh, to this day, I haven't finished it. And I was with my dad, and I was like, can we leave? He's like, yeah, let's get out of here. Like, it, yeah. it just sucked. Well, that's where you start thinking, like, oh, time is more important than, than this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I like that you just walk out. Yeah, I was like, I can't do it. So. Uh, so it does not hold up uh, AI artificial intelligence. The next one, I don't think I've seen. Oh, uh, Enemy at the Gates. Um, I put this on the list. It's a, it's a long movie. It's another Jude Law one. I guess he was getting a lot of work in 2001. Uh, but it's a, it's a war epic. Um, Ed Harris is in it. It's about the Battle of Stalingrad, which was, um, you know, the World War II Soviet holding the, the forces against the Nazis. Um, but I think this is one of those rare movies that actually... Uh, war movies that age better with time okay. um right. just the acting's there even bob hodgkins as uh i think he plays khrushchev as a russian which you're like that what uh works um so it's a really interesting movie in the sense that it it's like very respectful historically the acting's pretty good all right i'll keep a lookout for that it's brutal one. um okay yeah enemy at the gates it's one that you won't walk out of and go i can't i'm done with I, this. I can't i'm done this, I'm done. This war is over. This war is over. <laughs> uh, next, we have Castaway. This is people. It's like the movie Gravity. People either love this or they, they like it's a guy on an island. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it still holds up for me, despite some obvious plot holes and kind of flaws. But um, what do you think? Uh, it does not hold up for me. So it. Uh, I, I, there was a lot going into it, obviously, because I know they kind of filmed part one and then they took a break and Tom, like Hanks lost the weight to kind of get ready for part two. Did did they shoot a movie in between for some reason? I thought during that break, I thought the director shot something else. I could be wrong. but And then came back to kind of pick it up uh, for him. But a as, as a whole, yeah, that this I, I don't watch this. I don't own it. I have made fire. <laughs> The, the the thing with Castaway is the entire movie is in the trailer. I mean, literally the movie trailer. They show him getting rescued, and at the end of the trailer, Helen Hunt going, "You're the love of my life, but I have to go." And you're like, "Oh, so you know, going into the film, he gets off the island yeah. and doesn't get back with his wife or his girlfriend, which is it's a weird, weird thing that they probably wouldn't do today." I gotta go chase tornadoes. That's yeah, go chase tornadoes. <laughs> It should all take place in the same universe, shouldn't it? It, you know? it really should. Like, yeah. Um, that, that'll that be the in-between. <laughs> like, <laughs> since you left, I started chasing tornadoes with Bill. <laughs> That's Cyrus. He went out and got himself some corporate sponsors. He's in it for the money, not the science. Uh, but uh, I know people still like it, but people don't really talk about this movie anymore either. No. 
Now, people talk about Wilson a lot, which or they, they will in pop culture, which is such a tired trope. I mean, Wilson sucks. I'll be honest. He sucks. He's a volleyball. He's not real. Um, yeah, and it, it is kind of weird that we have a bloody handprint as a... It's brutal. Yeah, in a horror movie, you'd be like, that's the most disgusting thing, you know, like, but... And the hand, like, like changes position next time you look at it. Like, it gives you, like, a thumbs up, and you're like, whoa, or a finger. Uh, next, we have Traffic. This is... Is this uh, Steven Soderbergh, too? I believe so, yes. So, um, Benicio yes. Del Toro. Um, I actually do own this, so it must hold up for me, even though I've not watched it in a long time, but... I do remember I bought this for the Blu-ray upgrade. It It's good. I, I recently watched this. It still holds up. Um, it's cool. They shoot the entire movie in red, white, and blue. Like, you know, the scenes with Michael Douglas are in blue. Kind of the red ones are Mexico. And, like, the, like the hue, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of... Um, you would think that's, like, a little too artsy. And you're like, ah, oh, that's, like, a ugly way to watch a movie if it's drawn out. But they did it kind of in a cool light. And I feel like with Traffic, the interwoven storylines um they don't get tired in this it's pretty yeah. the pacing is what i'm trying to say is, is it works still works for traffic gotcha now looking at this i was like God, i must be a bigger steven soderbergh fan than i think because oh really <laughs> yeah because I, I looked through it and i was like oh yeah he directed that too and I, I think i must and he is a he's a working director i mean i think he just kind of turns them through um but i kind of kind of like the he just keeps he plugging them out well yeah and that's what I don't know. So he might, he must work for me on some level. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think maybe you guys should have dinner together at Godfather's Pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> about that. Next time he's in town. By the way, I keep mentioning Godfather's because yeah. in the opening of the show, the credits I include um, the soundbite of you mentioned Godfather's Pizza. So yeah. subliminally, I think I, I want to go there. The advertising is backfiring on myself, and I, I need some Godfather's in my life. Is it good or does it suck? Answer that for us all. Um, I don't care for it. Ooh, it's very it's Midwestern good. pizza. So um, I did. Steven Soderbergh did come to Omaha for an event. So I don't know if I met him or not, though. Ooh, I can't really? remember. But yeah, so he came and talked about his films. But. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Was this the same event that Paul Giamatti was at? Yeah. So every oh. couple of years they kind of bring in a person, and if if they're lu- if they're lucky to uh, <laughs> mingle amongst the commoners, I get to meet. <laughs> do you do they show screenings at this event so what they do it's kind of a Q&A and usually Alexander um, Payne kind of does the questions and they show some clips and, and stuff like that and they say tell us more about this and, and they have some questions or questions from the audience so oh cool yeah so it's good and if it sucks you can get up and go I'm done I'm, it's like, I'm done yeah I think there was the first one I remember it went on way too long but it's, it, was it was so boring. bad for them, a director in a screening when it's it obviously sucks. Like as part of you were like this poor guy. We, or are you well, just brutal? Yes, because we we've been to Sundance films and Slam Dance films and stuff like that, and usually the director is like right behind you or something like that, and you you feel bad because you know like you go see a lot of films a day and you be and you're dozing off and waking up and like oh god the director's right there you know like, <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez like, yeah and then or you're like can we you you know you both you're like i'll go with my sister i'm like i don't want to see this movie anymore you're like should we should we go like, yeah. like, and you're kind of whispering like what's the right time to leave and then if you go to see a slam dance film literally you have to walk in front of the screen you know <laughs> oh no that's brutal the walk yeah. of shame yeah and it was just like oh just to go 
yeah, this break will run out, run out real quick. Or act like we're going to the bathroom and never come back. <laughs> yeah, I've done that too at yeah. screenings. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to go to the bathroom or something. And next thing you know, 10 minutes later, you're in your car on the freeway getting yeah. the hell out of there. And you feel good. You're like, yeah, got out of that one. It feels like an escape, um, which brings us to number 10, Behind Enemy Lines. It has this scene. This is um, Owen Wilson in one of his serious, early serious roles about the Yugoslavian, Croatian, um, Bosnia, Herzegovina, you know, conflict in the 90s. True story. Um, the, the reason I put this on the list, it still holds up. It's, it's not so much for the acting, but the, the U.S. Navy allowed them to use, like, their aircraft carrier and stuff. So yeah. these sequences in this film are, actually, are not CGI. They're actually on like navy ships with real planes and it's it's kind of cool to see um but it's an interesting story uh it's about a pilot that gets shot down behind enemy lines um but there is a cool escape scene um where i always think about this when i get out of a vent i don't want to be in when owen wilson has like a mask on and he turns and he just runs away and he'll escape from capture i always feel that way if i'm working like an expo or something where i'm just like i gotta get the fuck out of here um, but it still holds up. I, overall, it's a still it's still a, a solid film. And I don't believe I've seen it. So, oh, no, you get Christmas. I'm say I'm not big on wartime movies, apparently. So, no, yeah, it's it's not yeah. a it's not a cup of tea for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> however, 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 <laughs> what what kind of films would you be big, big on that maybe you've covered? Um, I kind of barely covered. I does. I don't know if it really counts. Scary Movie Two, Ooh. which is a far fall from Scary Movie One. That I think I've only seen it once, um, and it's not. Did you see Scary Movie Two? I saw it theatrically. Or, I think that was oh, it. Oh, I don't think I even saw it theatrically. It, mm-hmm. kinda, it stunk, and so um, yeah. So obviously, it, it's not gravitated over to the official website yet. Is how much I kind of don't care so it was shot mostly in the studio um but otherwise they shot a couple scenes over at the is it pasadena campus i think but yeah 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 somewhere over there right you did a good job though thanks i like that you covered it at least but i think it's funny it hasn't migrated to set-jetter.com not yet at some point maybe by the way listeners to check out this link is on his website, but it's movielocationsandmore.blogspot.com. Yeah. Um, which you do, I do like Night of the Creeps that you have this one. I've checked this out before. <laughs> but I digress. The, the, the old version. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I've, I've created an updated version and went, added some new locations to it. But, uh, but yeah, Scary Movie 2, no, it's total coasters. Yeah. No, it does not hold up. We agree. Yep. Um, next, ooh, Moulin Rouge. This is Ewan McGregor with that dreamy Scottish voice. <laughs> Um, this and you does... can tell everybody <laughs> this is your song. It's this a catchy a... movie. It is. It is. And so I think one, it still holds up. Um, and this is where they really they kind of started getting figuring out how to do musicals, right? I think mm-hmm. in in the 21st century. And so yes. for this, I don't know. I think I own it on DVD. I don't think I've upgraded yet, but um, it does still hold up for me. Me too. Yeah, it's enjoyable. And, and the soundtrack, too, really makes it. Um, uh, a lot of adaptations sometimes get it. They feel a little dated um, 20 years later. You're like, oh, they, they had this artist do that, whatever. But I feel like this one does a, does a good job, and it, it yeah. certainly does hold up. So we agree. Yes. 
Um, 13 Ghosts. I just watched this this weekend, Robert. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was on. Matthew Lillard's uh, finest role. <laughs> so this, it, it doesn't hold up for me. Um, however, it does have a, it has a kill that is burned into my memory for a lot, probably a lot of people, and that's the sliding glass sliding door kill. Oh yeah, no, yeah. that's it. It's disgusting. Watch it. Just YouTube that clip, and yeah. you'll get the gist of it. <laughs> I do like the spelling of thirteen with the one and three in there. How original for two thousand one. <laughs> Great job, guys. Well, that's what we do with all. That's scream will always have a numeral in it somewhere now. So have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that numeral. Um, not another teen movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever seen this. Um, this is where it kind of blends together. Is this Chris Evans in this one, I think? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what it says, yeah. I, yeah. Um, so I remember this kind of being amusing at the time, and um, but I, I don't own it. That oh. I'm, I'm way too old to be owning not another teen movie at this point. <laughs> I, I've seen this. They spoof like Varsity Blues and... Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off in this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So it was still better than Scary Movie 2. I'm just kinda, I don't know if they made another sequel to that. But yeah, so it, it could be, if you're in the hotel watching, there's something else, then you can watch this. Yeah, that's um, Spy Game. This is Robert Redford, Brad Pitt. Robert, I'm going to say you haven't seen this movie. I have not. How'd you guess? It's, it's, it's uh, I, I don't think a lot of people have seen this. It's a, it's a good movie, though. It holds up cinematography-wise. Um, the acting's really good. Robert Redford, uh, just, you know, he ages like a fine wine. He's a great actor. Um, it's a CIA drama set in the early 90s, and uh, a lot of it is more of a um, psychological kind of thing. So uh, gotcha. it, it holds up well. It's a good it's a good, uh, it's a a good, good flick. I'll take your word for that. Uh, well, you shouldn't take my word on a lot of this. Okay, yeah. Some, I'll be like, I picked some duds. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to number 18 in a bit. But uh, All right. next we have Blow. This is Johnny Depp playing drug dealer George Young. Uh, I need vague, barely remember this one. It's it's an interesting movie. Ray Liotta plays his dad, but he's only yeah. like six years older in real life. So it's kind of a weird thing going on there. Um, that happens a lot a, in movies, though. You know, It does, yeah. yeah. It, it's a good movie, though. Uh, it, it still holds up. I think it's... Um, some people say it's better than Scarface, which it's a better film than Scarface. Yeah. Um, it's not a better story, I don't think. Um, gotcha. But yeah, it, it's, it's, still, uh, it's still a good movie, good cast. Um, acting's good. Johnny Depp, this is one of his you know, serious roles where he's not doing the Tim Burton <laughs> wacky thing, so that's always refreshing. Maybe they'll remake it. Tim Burton's Blow. <laughs> I've always, I always wanted to spoof this called Swallow, but it's about alcohol, like illegal uh, alcohol. But it's about, you know, it's a brutal, some brutal stuff in here. Yeah. Colombian cocaine stuff, but yeah, gotcha. it still holds up. What uh, we got for 17, sir? Heartbreakers. This is Ooh. actually one of my favorites. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, Ray yes. Liotta is in this one. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. So have you seen this one? Or? I have. I, I yeah. own this movie. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it's it's one of those that, I mean, it still has decent laughs. And I just love, I, I love con movies, you know. Um, and Bancroft is in this and stuff like that. So I, I don't know. This this has enough laughs. I mean, obviously, I think you can, you can rarely go wrong with Sigourney Weaver. No, I think she's great. Um, even in some of her, like even in the village, even with uh, supporting roles, things like that, yeah. she's she's great. Gene Hackman as <laughs> barely alive. <laughs> 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 just... 
<laughs> he is barely alive. Uh, Isn't Sigourney Weaver in Exodus too? Is she? I don't know. Yeah, with Christian Maybe Bale. I'll, she might be. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. But uh, yeah. but yeah, so this one is definitely. I just it makes me giggle every time. Yeah, no, it is. It is good. Um, the opening scene and everything at the restaurant. It's just the the movie's great. Yeah, and I'm not even a huge Jennifer Love Hewitt fan, but no. it, it works. This this ensemble works. It does. Uh, definitely agree on that. Still holds up. Yes. Whew. Wow. Oh, number eighteen. Are we yeah. you're taking a big dramatic pause before we talk about, before we announce number eighteen is Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. I'm just so happy you watched this recently. <laughs> I even had to buy it to watch it. Oh, the dedicated man. Because I, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm a Los Angeles location guy. You know, I should. It has Los Angeles in the title. I should watch this movie. And about, I think half of it's shot in LA and half is, is not. And so, but I am. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the movie first. It's not a good movie at all. No, it wasn't at the time either. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- there wasn't enough Crocodile Dundee fans in the world to make this work. Yeah. You know? Um, I think there's one crocodile in the movie, you know, like technically <laughs> you don't even see like now that I think about it. Um, but, you know, try, they're trying to do another fish out of water instead of New York this time, L.A. And right. uh, and so, of course, they try to have different, you know, <laughs> they'll be driving around and obviously not L.A. And then the point of view shots are L.A. You're like, like, come on. Like, come I, on. I know that I know the difference. Yeah, I, I can um, tell. Yes, but you know, I thought, oh, you know, I should watch it. So I watched it, um, I guess, a week and a half ago. Um, but I'm so glad I did because I uh, I went to the Hollywood show, and the villain is in this movie is Jerry Burns. <laughs> right. I had really kind of no intention of meeting beforehand, but then, um, or even at the Hollywood show. But I went over to meet uh, Jeff Kober, who's in one of my favorite movies called Lucky Stiff, directed by Anthony Perkins, and Jerry Burns happened to be there. And so they were talking, I kind of interrupted, you know, and the- and all three of us kind of were talking, and I just said, hey, you know, just this week I watched Crocodile Dundee <laughs> in Los Angeles, and he's like shaking his head, and he more or less said, that movie made me sober. Um <laughs> So, uh, and he kind of went down. He 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 told several stories that I really enjoyed about uh, Crocodile in the, in Los Angeles. So you know what, things work out because you know we talked about it a little bit I think previously, and then I I did my duty and I rent, and so it kind of worked out the way I was supposed to. So and I got a nice picture of Jerry. Yeah, that does work out. Things happen for a reason. You had a good conversation piece about that. You know, like. Uh, it worked out that way. It didn't work out well for the studio with that film. Um, but it's, it's also one of those movies, too, like uh, like many sequels that's made so many years after the prior ones. They usually just don't work, you know? Um, Godfather 3, not that I'm putting Godfather <laughs> in a class with Crocodile Dundee, but they waited so long. And, it, you know, in the Crocodile Dundee series, it really should have just been the first one. There's not really much more you can do with that setting without it getting tired and and there you go you you, yeah. you put it you slap it on a lunchbox and there it is there yeah, it, it needs to make enough money opening weekend and then they can cut it off so cut it off so i do now own this movie on dvd i'm so happy that you own this are you ever going to watch it again um you know there's a, there's a couple things like i there's a couple locations i can't find but i'm pretty sure that are la and i was like oh i'm gonna have to watch this again so <laughs> see that's a great alibi though if you're ever caught watching something terrible you can always yeah. just say oh i'm researching it for a location yeah so that's why i said you know this is work <laughs> it doesn't work with other stuff when i was watching the mirror has two faces my wife's like are you watching this i was like 
because Robert said it was like the worst movie ever, but it's good. And she's like, so you're just watching the worst movie? I, like, I didn't have anything to say. Like, oh, it's research, you know? It's enjoyably bad, though. I mean, it is. I have a good time watching that movie. I'll watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's great. <laughs> um, Crocodile so, Dundee in Los Angeles uh, does not hold up for us. <laughs> I'm going to skip the next one because I feel like I put a lot of war movies on this, but Black Hawk Down. This which is, is um, a Ridley Scott film. I mean, he had another, he had a double year, apparently. Of he movies. had a double year. Yeah. But this one I have seen, actually. <laughs> you have? Okay. Yeah. What, what are your, is, what's your policy? This is the Josh Hartnett one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so I remember it being good. It's it looks like a really Scott film. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> um, so I think it kind of worked. Um, but yeah, I remember the time it worked for me. I've not rewatched it since. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it still holds up. Uh, rewatched it not too long ago. Still, still good in the same vein. Um, and finally, we have Joyride. Uh, this is the the Fast and the Furious. They're the slow and the <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have the right adjective, but yeah. So Paul Walker, Steve Zahn. Uh, Steve must have been young in this one. I don't remember him. How old he was? It's like but. his the brother or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That they have to. It's always. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, we need to go f- from he- here to there, and then obviously they have the trucker um, that kind of causes problems. So it's candy kind of candy like cane. Uh, <laughs> candy cane. You. You have better memory than I do of this, but uh, but yes. So <laughs> at, at the time, I, yeah, um, I, I I remember at the time it was kind of it works for what it is, you know. Um, and I feel like we kind of got a slew of movies after this, like Vacancy and a couple other road horror movies. Yeah, um, where we all kind of kept doing the same thing, and th- they begin to blur all together for me. Yeah, no, they do. I, I this I only remember this one. I saw this theatrically and. It, it you know the, the names were just so funny it's like candy cane it's like is this gonna be a porn like what is this because remember the killing this is like you know they're talking about pink champagne i'm like who what what are they doing yeah um candy I just, cane. it is it make him does it make him get naked and get gas or something yeah like there's that? all kinds of weird stuff going yeah, on so and they're it, in the fields and yeah it's verging on road trip or american pie but it's a horror movie but it's a horror movie <laughs> Joyride. Did you use all this theatrically? I did. I did. So, of course, most horror movies I would go see theatrically because, like, yeah, you'd have to kind of see what they are. So, um, so I remember at the yeah. time I kind of enjoyed it. I think I might own it on DVD. I can't remember, but I would watch it again. I haven't seen it. I think since it came out. Yeah, it might be more disturbing as an adult because when you're younger, you know, like, yeah, I'm invincible. I would just do this, and now like this is horrifying. Yeah, that's true. You rewatch yeah. it, you're just like, why did I why, why did I put myself <laughs> through this? This is scaly. Uh, so for can't look aways. Um, the, no, before, I, before we get oh, into yeah. it, I wanted to do uh, ask the listeners if I may, sir. Sure. Uh, so we each episode uh, each week we like to tweet out a question uh, on social media and have the listeners uh, answer back. So this week we asked, "What was a uh, name a sequel that ruined the original for you?" And uh, response we're choosing is from the What's Shaken with Shaner podcast at Shaken. S-H-A-K-I-N-S-H-A-N-E-R uh, on Twitter. And the response was Highlander 2. The quickening. Um, which we've <laughs> talked about Highlander 2. <laughs> Did he put the quickening? <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, oh. And then there's the... They came out with a renegade cut a few years later because they said, oh, we didn't mean it. 
the movie's <laughs> actually supposed to be this. And it was kind of like, uh, it's still not. You he, he you can't rearrange things. Yeah, I was like, huh. Oh, jeez. Hey, so I think we, we might have talked about this before, but have you are you familiar with either film? The Highlander. Yeah, Highlander, yeah. the original. But yes, we've you've mentioned this before. Yeah, so they they throw so much to convolute that it, it literally does ruin the original. This guy is absolutely right, yeah. but uh, because it it kind of retcons some things and like now they're aliens and and mm. for some you know you have your suspension of disbelief for uh, you know like oh it's uh, <laughs> through the years there can only be one and whatever apparently there can be many if but you're just from another planet uh, <laughs> yeah apparently just throw it in there. Yeah, and it was just, just I just remember, and I did see Highlander 2 in the theater, and I, cause I remember I was excited, and then, and it's just, everything you loved about Highlander was, like, gone, you know, yeah. you know, there, there's no Queen soundtrack, and there's not kind of these through the ages thing, and it was just, like, just bad. They just gutted it. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then they made many more after in a TV series, but, yeah, not enough that it was like, you know what, the original, if they did none of, none of that, the original probably would still be regarded as like this hidden gem from the 80s yeah it's sad when they do that you know you got to respect that and leave it alone yeah. the other uh answer that people gave was robocop robocop 2 or robocop 3 <laughs> the original which two whatever but three i can definitely see that it turned into a marketing ploy to sell toys yeah. really and it then, was ridiculous and then there were, they made some tv movie robocop sequels as well mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah there was a tv series are even worse to get through but uh but yeah it it it's sullied the name, you know, for a while. Yeah, I, w- I worry about that stuff with, you know, great movies. It's like, ah, you guys are doing too much. You're doing it a little bit with Jurassic Park. You're doing it a little bit with Star Wars. There's like 30 shows out there. Like, it's it's good, but, you know, you, you got to respect them and yeah. let them breathe. They can make another dollar. Make the, I need more money to feed the mouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah I, I would definitely crown Highlander 2 as probably the king of sequels that ruined the original there you go good answer you heard from the set chair himself and can't look away zero one what do we got Ooh. uh and i almost forgot about this one but glitter Glitter. uh mariah carey and now it certainly does not hit the heights of the mirror has two faces um (laughs) you do and uh she not quite the clattering dishes of madonna acting either in certain films um but um, sure. At least Mar- Mariah's actually moving in this film a little bit and d- does some of her own dancing versus being uh, carted around on an office chair uh, to the stage. <laughs> they should add a coda to this one saying 20 years later and like here she is being <laughs> Billy's being <laughs> carted to the stage. Well, why uh, the why the cart though to the stage? I think because she doesn't she can't be walking to the stage, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, I, if you've seen there's videos and stuff that she's like literally being wheeled. I've, I've seen them. Yeah, so yeah. I think so. She doesn't waste any energy walking. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm like Madonna has to climb her own ladders, you know. Right, take one for the team. Yeah. So okay. have you have you seen Glitter? No, I haven't. The it's, only thing I remember is the poster for it, where it's a glitter poster of her like airbrushed up. Yes. You know, and and that people said it was like the worst movie ever at the time. Yeah. It's tell not, tell me about this gem. What is this? It's not good. I think I own it on DVD. I'm pretty sure I do. Because, really? yeah, so more she plays Billy. I can't remember her last name. So, um, And she was, ends up being a background singer. And then, of course, her talent is kind of discovered. Like, why don't you come to the front? And then, like, and so eventually she became, you know, famous or whatever. And she she kind of leaves her backup friends. You know, like, at one point she's, she's a, she makes bad decisions, you know. 
and then in the end, you know, her world comes kind of crumbling down, and then she uh, learns her lesson, and you know, still plays at Madison Square Garden. And then I for- I totally forgot because I did rewatch it, and I said, and then at the end, she there's a whole other ending where. Right after Madison Square Garden, she gets in the car and she goes to visit, see her mother, who she hasn't seen since she was like twelve. And then, so there's just there's, it's it's a great scene because she's trying to walk on heels on this farm. Oh gosh, her mother, and she's just I don't know if she's doing it on purpose or she just like take off your shoes, you know, like you've been you've been driving all night too. Who knows where? You know, uh, you didn't even tell your mother you were coming. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> and then, because if I were her. I, her mother, I'd be like, "Do I know you? Can I help you, ma'am? You know." <laughs> yeah, can I can I help you? Are you lost? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so it's a you definitely need a few drinks to watch this one. Unlike Mirror Has Two Faces, but yeah, right. This grossed five million over on a twenty-two million dollar budget. <laughs> they weren't even trying to promote this. Well, and and it came out. I think it came out right after nine eleven or something like that. So it was not a good oh, time yeah. anyway uh, for this movie. No. But, we we discovered it later for we used to have, I used to have Monday night movie nights, and so uh, we would watch and usually I would try to pick a pretty bad movie you know for uh, for my me and my friends to all watch and I remember this was definitely one of the choices. Oh yeah, we used to do that too. I think it was Monday nights. It was like you yeah. kick off the week with a bad movie and somebody yeah. switches. Um, but it's a good idea. We should we should re uh, reinvent that for the show and do Monday that night movie screening. night. I have yeah. friends that still talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And but then I think some friends stopped coming because they're like, I don't want to see these bad movies. <laughs> Not everybody got the enjoyment out of it. They they talked about that on Family Guy. They go, what'd you pick for bad movie night? And Lois, uh, Peter goes, oh, Vanilla Sky. And Lois said, I said bad movie, not an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Which came out in 2001, Vanilla oh, Sky. Did not it, on right? this list. Did even make our list, yeah. But did you so this movie though is still like enjoyable because there's like some cringe moments or it's it, not as enjoyable as the mirror has two faces but there there is some like ooh she's she's doing her best she's doing her best <laughs> yeah is it better than Crossroads Britney Spears is like, I don't I, did not see, I didn't see Crossroads so oh, okay. I'm sure well, usually when actresses try uh, not should say singers try to it's it's a hard thing to kind of port over and only a few have been able to do that effectively so Mar- Mariah Carey is not one of those no it's it's Madonna and it's probably Moonwalker with Michael Jackson <laughs> I would even question both of those like the uh, Wiz yeah um but yeah no it it is hard to do that crossover um. Mariah Carey, I don't think's acted since. Glitter. I don't think so. Well, she's t- <laughs> no comment <laughs> on Mariah. On- see, Mariah Carey is no Madonna. She can't. She she has the star power as a singer, but not like the personality and and the the all the extra stuff that Madonna has. You know. No, she she she. We've seen her a couple times. She kind of gives up on stage. Was it like New Year's Eve or something like that? Like something's not growing right. She just stops. I've and, heard that actually um, from somebody that's seen her. Said they went there expecting to see like the eight octave voice and yeah. all the the hero and all that crap. And then it she it was like half ass kind of. Yeah, and then and Madonna. I mean, she she was pulled off the stage and fell because the cape didn't come off, and she still got up and sang. Because it was live, you know, like she's like she's not messing around. Like she 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 brings it. Energy. Yeah, so she doesn't Sorry, mess Mariah. around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you won't be in a James Bond. It won't happen. Hey, Madonna can make you wait three hours late for a show, and still yeah. you'll leave happy. Yes. Mariah Carey made you wait. Most the half that stadium is leaving. Yeah. 
also, I don't think, and I'm not shitting all over Mariah Carey, but I don't think she has the draw that she used to. Am, am I wrong in that? Um, no, I think she, she's probably obviously had a huge number of sales, and she might have bigger sales than, than anybody, but yeah, nobody's saying, oh, let's go see her, you know? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. She's good for All I Want for Christmas is You during the holidays, and like New Year's Eve, I feel like she's always at the New Year's Eve ceremonies. Like It's yeah. always Mariah Carey for some reason. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Maybe I'll go see her just for fun. Maybe. <laughs> but check out Glitter. Um, uh, I don't it's know if I want to see this movie, Robert. It's it's a chore a it's little a bit. So. There, there's a couple scenes. I don't, if anything, you should look up some movie clips. and you'll, you'll I, get I think little, I will. You'll yeah. get a little taste of it, yeah. Glitter. And uh, on my Can't Look Away, I pick Corky Romano. Could be the worst of the Saturday Night Live next to Night at the Roxbury film adaptations. Want to buy some cookies? Want to buy some cookies? I just remember that from the trailer, and I would laugh and laugh and laugh at that line. I don't know why. It's so funny. It's so bad. It's so forced. But there, are, I will always love this because, first of all, it's a mafia spoof, which don't ever really age well. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, they just you're taking a dark, dangerous subculture of crime and making it funny and it's just i don't know it never really works um but yeah there's there's some there's some funny lines in here like when vincent pastore they the mob takes over the the veterinarian's office and the kid's like my mouse is sick and the mouse is dead so he just like <laughs> takes another mouse from a box and pours it in and he goes yeah i fixed it he goes what was wrong i needed a liver you know like it's that kind of thing um it's just so stupid but it's it's a it's it's funny to watch now, this is the top three of a certain actor uh, of one of their top three favorite movies. Any Corky guesses? Romano? Without, yes, without without googling. Is the actor in this movie? No. Uh, Robert De Niro. It is a Robert. Robert. That Pattinson? has a name. Yes, Robert Pattinson's. Really. This, Corky Romano is one of his top three movies. Wow. Is it really? <laughs> yes. That's so fun. Does he talk so, about it as a joke or is he, he I think he actually enjoys it. So because when you, you were talking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't think I even saw the I think I only saw the trailer. And so I looked up the trailer and of course that two minutes or whatever, I went and tried to find some locations for <laughs> without seeing the movie just based on the trailer so i found a couple locations but then it also popped up robert pattinson uh on some talk show and this is one of his top three movies oh no way that's so funny so it's still getting love it's still getting love chris Kattan's finest movie (laughs) only movie. you know it's funny they have like peter falk chris penn Mm. uh peter bergen here like they have good actors supporting it but you watch it and they're almost like, uh, it's very, you know, I can't believe we're doing this. They have a lot of Sopranos actors in there, which was made during the run of the yeah. Sopranos, which is funny, but yeah. Um, they they cut right every, every chain right before they get handed their paycheck. And right, right. Yeah. Scene, yeah, so. All the way to the bank. Uh, but yeah, that was Can't Look Away. This has been our show, Robert. Unless you have anything else you want to plug in here? I do not. I'm ready to put 2001 to bed. 2001 good night until next time and thank you everybody for tuning in to the podcast on set chatter saturdays and we will see you on the set